invest in daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Big women, big girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. As you know, those are both designed to help fund women. And as you also know, I typically have on female founders and funders, but today I have on a very special male guest who actually is very instrumental in helping many female founders with their uh, fashion business and other businesses, but especially in the fashion industry. We are so fortunate to have on the very amazing and extraordinary Richard Stern. Hi, Richard. Good, good morning. Good afternoon. Great to have you here. Thank I'm excited you. to talk about, you know, how you were teaching at UCLA and, and teaching um, students how to grow their business and scale their business and launch their business, and then how you got into consulting uh, to help people grow their business. And I love to say that you work with 80% women and helping them mostly in the fashion niche, uh, grow and build their business. But I know you work with other businesses as well. And I'm super excited to talk about how you help women grow their businesses. But first, I always like uh, the audience to get to know you. And you told me a, a really moving story about how you actually had uh, a fashion retail business. And then because of a health issue, uh, you had to close that business. And that's how you ended up teaching and, and now consulting. And let's talk about that journey. So tell me about that fashion business that you had here in Los Angeles and, and what made you decide to, to close that, the, the challenges that you had? Okay. We, end, we opened up a, a women's apparel manufacturing company. We designed, manufactured, and sold to many of the major retailers in the country, even Marcus, Nordstrom's and Sachs, and Bloomingdale's and 4,000 specialty stores across the country. Every season we came out with our target market with women between the ages of 25 to 50 that went to work every day, had to be promotable for a living on a budget. And we came out with dresses and jacket dresses and sportswear that women could wear to multiple, multiple venues. And we, we did very well because we worked really hard at, at targeting our demographic. And then we worked really hard on fit. Fit was the most important thing. So a woman didn't have to take our garments to a dressmaker and have them shortened or fixed or that or this. And fit was very important to us. So we, we target our demographic, we target our, our model customer, and then we target, target the customers we wanted to sell throughout the country. And we opened up an international market as well because people were coming to us from Canada and Europe because they found that what we made sold very well at Neiman Marcus, at Nordstrom's and all the other places. And then we found one store in every city across the country that could buy our merchandise. And it took us about five years to get everything in set and in place. And we did very well for about 15 years. Then we, we took a bigger place and brought all the manufacturing inside. And we tested our, our garments against everything that we did with focus groups across the country. And we did trunk shows in major retail stores. And we did very well at that. So that's how we started our journey. 
Right. So no wonder you have all this amazing experience in that industry that you now share with others wanting to start in the fashion industry. So I love that you are paying it forward with all that expertise that you have to help, you know, many women launch their businesses in that venue. Um, so, but tell me what happened? Why did you move on from that retail business? I had a brain tumor about 17 years ago. Wow. And I before that, I opened up classes at UCLA in the School of Business for apparel manufacturing that they never had. And we found out when we put people together that with lack of middle management in businesses across the city and across the county, and we're the third largest industry in the state of California. And when they found that out, we started with one class and ended up with seven. So I created the class and taught them for entrepreneurs, only for owners, not for students, but for owners. Now, yeah. is this while you had the retail business or, 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 or the fashion business, or was that after? No. Wow. Because I was trying to hire it. people and I couldn't find anybody that had any expertise. So I called up the dean of the, of the School of Business and asked them, why don't they have anyone in our industry? And they thought it was a worthwhile endeavor. And what happened was owners would come to my class and find out that they didn't have proper information for middle management to be trained. So or we're in a very fast moving industry both fashion and accessories. And when I got my brain tumor, I was down for a year, had to close my company. And when I came back, students that had taken my classes, they can you come and help me with my company? And I said, sure. And I started my consulting business. So most of the women, most of the people in the industry at that time were women. A lot of men as well, but 80% of my clients are women. And they started, and I deal with people in all stages of development. And I find out one of the most important values that people don't have in this industry, how do I value myself? They think that the business is all consuming. Yes, it is, but women have to value themselves also. And how they do that is to figure out what their con main contribution is to the company. And I always, and always, when I start with a client, tell them, tell me about your fears and tell me about your dreams. So once we find out what the fears are, we come up with solutions that we can put into an actual action plan so they can run their business and have the solutions built into the action plan. Because it's a real item, it's a real Bible that they work on. So when things get crazy, they can lean back on what they said they wanted to do. They don't lose focus. And focus is really important in our industry. I also work with uh, customers in other industries as well, consumer products, manufacturing, film, music, and other industries that uh, uh, accessories and also cosmetics. And I find that all these industries are very important in the state of California. I also, I deal with clients all over the country. And what happens is, especially women clients, they really, really have a great idea of what they want to do because I always encourage them to find a void, V-O-I-D, in whatever industry they want to do. And usually the void comes out because they can't find something for themselves. And it opens up a great opportunity in different places and different categories. So once they identify the, the void and the demographic they want to service, then they have to figure out how to run a well business. And some of them have never done that. They're really good at what they do, but they've never run a business. So you have to partition two parts, one individually, What's your value as a contributor to your company? And the second is running a business. So once we put these two together and find out uh, that God, they really do have value, they're, not, they're part of their business, but they separate themselves as contributor. And the second part as a owner of a company. And then we have yeah, I can imagine that a lot of women out there, you know, in, invent some sort of product that is for them, like hello, Spanx. <laughs> and, uh, and then, 
most of them, most, most of us, would, if we came up with an idea of something that we would love to have that doesn't exist, we don't know how to manufacture it, market it, distribute it. And, and that's really where you come in. I think that's what I love about uh, the uh, Invest in Her platform is that we try to provide resources to women that have great ideas, but they need a resource to help them get there. And Ricky, that's what I love about what you do. I love that you have done this all yourself. You've done the manufacturing, the distributing, the sales, uh, the growth, the design, you know, you've done all that. So if somebody does have that great next idea in fashion or whatever, that you can help them navigate that you've been there, done that, grown it. And, and now you're helping others. And still learning every day. Yes. And I, and I love that you did this at UCLA, but now that you do it as one-on-one consulting to help people get there, because I often have women tell me, I would love to be a fashion designer or be in that arena, but they don't know where to begin. And so I really appreciate that you, you take those uh, skills and your expertise and you help other people to, to grow and scale their business idea. And women have to, in business have to have some qualities. They've got to be brave. They got to be confident. They have to be. They really have to have something relevant to the demographic they want to sell, and mostly, most importantly, they have to have a backup system of support. Because if you don't have a good support system behind you, you can't do everything yourself. If you're a mom with two kids, or if you're if you're a husband and wife both working, the amount of time you have to put into whatever you want to do is a lot. It's not an eight-hour job. It's way more than eight hours. So you have to have a support system to be able to help you when the challenges start jumping up. And hitting you in the face. And you have to have a great support system of an outside management team consisting of an attorney, an accountant, and a banker, an industry consultant, all there to help you when you find yourself reaching and navigating through minefields that you're not used to, rather than just writing checks and finding out that you're not getting the value you need. Right. And, and all good advice. And one of the things you and I talked about is one organization that's really powerful that every businesswoman uh, that has a, a service or product that fits this niche is that they should join WeBank. And WeBank uh, certifies you as a woman-owned business, right? Absolutely. And what does that allow them to do? Well, two things or three things. Number one, when you're a woman-owned business certification, you have that. A lot of companies you're going to be dealing with have diversification departments where they're required to buy from minority companies. And being a woman with a certification also enables you to jump on top of the list. If you happen to be a woman veteran, it's even better. Yeah, there's another program through the SBA called number 8A as an Apple. Once you get the 8A certificate, you can, you can start bidding on government contracts. And there's billions of dollars worth of government contracts out there. So A, you have your minority as a woman-owned business. B, you have the 8A certificate. And you're at, you have to be, come up with a pitch deck to be able to bid on these contracts to come out monthly all over the country. So there's lots of opportunities out there for women-owned business if, in fact, you know what you're doing. And if you have a business plan that really will specify in specifics and articulate how you're going to run your business. What happens when you run a business and do a plan, three things happen. I really know this. I kind of know that. And I don't know this at all. It opens up the idea that you have to do your own individual research to be able to fill the voids and then come up with a list of an agenda of things that you really need help with. Then you reach out with resources like myself to come in and sit down with you and see how serious you are. And then go through your fears and dreams, come up with solutions, help you figure out your business plan. Then you're ready to launch and find out how much money you need to be able to back yourself up. And most people are afraid of money. 
Right. And so do you help people navigate those things? Like if someone says, um, I really don't know how to put together a business plan, because I think a lot of people have a lot of great ideas, but they don't always know how to create a business plan. You could help them with that. That's what I do. I do business That's what you do. and action plans. So within the business plan, we find out halfway through, do they really, really want to do this? Some people bail and say, I really, really don't, can't do this. Mm-hmm. Or they say, I'm really, really excited about getting it done. That's why you have to do it yourself. And you can't just run it and do a template and do like a book report because it, it requires a lot of thinking, a lot of strategy, and a lot of ideas that have to come to fruition. And a lot of ideas will come up that just don't work. But by the time you're done with this, you can go to Jesus with it. <laughs> so, uh, okay, you have the business plan. Now you're ready to go pitch investors. Do you help them navigate that? Like how Absolutely. to pitch, where to pitch, uh, what route to go, whether it's SBA loan or angel investor or venture capital? Absolutely. Because a lot of times people have their plan, say, I'm ready to go. And you sit down and say, are, re- are you really ready to pitch it? Because you only get 15 minutes. It's not like on TV. You get 15 minutes with someone's going to look you in the eye and say, do, does, do you really know what you're doing? And if you don't answer the question properly, if you don't have the confidence to believe in what you do, it just won't happen. There's another part of this, especially for women. What do people want from you? Do they want equity? They want return on investment. What do they want from you? And are you willing to give up what you need to give up to get what you want? And sometimes you have to find out if they're there for the long run or the short, short term. My job is to help you figure out options. I never tell anyone what to do. It's your decision. It's your business. My job is to provide you options, good and bad. And that's why we sit down and figure out, your, we call that capacity, individual capacity and business capacity. How much can you do personally? And how much can your business do? Even if they gave you all the money you needed, how much can you do? I've seen a lot of the time where a lot of my women clients can get the money, but they're not prepared yet to do what they need to do to satisfy what they're pitching. You know, that's so true is that people think the biggest obstacle is getting the funding, but actually another obstacle, once you get the funding is how to use it properly to actually grow your business. And you find that you need a lot of resources behind you to do whatever you're going to do. As a a matter of fact, let's just say you're in consumer products, the suppliers that provide you what you need, are they there for you? Do they have the capacity to be able to back you up when tons of orders are coming at you? You need a good resource base. And what you have to do is start building relationships. And some people say, I'm too shy. I'm not good with people. These are the kinds of things in conflict we have to come up with and come up with solutions to provide you what you need to be able to have the confidence to go forward with things and people and make make these relationships where the vendors respect you as a business person, not just as a woman, but a business person to be able to provide you what you need when you need it. And you're going to find out as people go through businesses, that those relationships go on forever. So you know the good people and the bad people. Right. Richard, if somebody needs that kind of guidance and they want to uh, work with you as a consultant, uh, where would they find you? I, you know, they, I, well, you can post my information, my email, my phone number. I'm available. That's what I do. And, okay, so uh, let's right now give everybody your email. It's R-S-T-E-R-N, the number four, J-E, at AOL.com. And why I never gave up my AOL account is because I have clients come back to me five and 10 years later that lost my phone number, but remembered my email. Right. My phone number is 818-402-0833. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And I never uh, charge for the first session because we have to find out whether we have a synergy that we can work together. 
and whether what you want to do is serious enough for both of us to get involved with each other. So I never charge for the phone call and never charge for the first email because we have to make sure that, that we can we, that what you want to do is achievable. I love that. So it's a free consultation that can email you or call you. Yes. I know you don't do website or social media. You're like a direct old school guy. And it's um, not old school. The, the, everybody I work with is really one-on-one, -on -one, have a different, there's no boilerplate for what I do because everybody has their own thing going on. We have to dig into what that thing is to find out whether what is relevant to what you want to do. You know, right. So there's no cookie cutter to, solution. Each business has its own criteria, focus. Exactly. Yes. Customizable. I agree with you. I have customers um, in Canada. I have customers in England. I have customers in Australia. I mean, we started off in the same place. It's word of mouth. I've always built my business on word of mouth. Yeah. Well, there's nothing like a personal warm introduction and referral. And that's why I wanted to have you on because I know there's a lot of people out there that they, like I said, they have great ideas, but they don't know where to begin. And it certainly mm -hmm. begins with the business plan and then funding. And then how do you, how do you do these things? How do you manufacture it? How do you get distribution? You know, how do you do your sales? How do you grow it? And I think, you know, a lot of people have wonderful ideas and those are the things that hold them back. And I just like to always, you know, provide these resources like you, Richard, that um, can help uh, tackle that. And so I appreciate it. And it's not running a business, it's really orchestrating a business. That's a big difference between right. how to run a business is not running the business, but orchestrating. So you're not doing everything yourself. Yes. You're finding a team that can support you. It doesn't require a big team. When we started our business, believe it or not, we only had four people, maybe five, five people. So when Neiman Marcus came down and said, how can you supply us with all this merchandise? Where's your team? Here we are, there's five people, including the janitor. They could, I love it. They could do all, but you have to have the right people that really right. have experience, expertise, and understand the idea of efficiency and effectiveness and everything they do. That gives you the confidence to be able to reach out and do a little bit more, a little bit more. If you over, you try to overachieve, you bury yourself because you're not ready. We found that's the hard way. So I always tell my clients: take your time, be patient, understand your capacity, and go as slow or as fast as you can go. We can still orchestrate your business and get to where you have to be, which is the bottom line, and show profit. There's no way anyone can lose money the first year if you don't, if you do it the proper way. Wow, that's good to know. You know, I think that um, so many people try to do everything themselves and that will never work. Um, I'm a big proponent of hiring a, a consultant like yourself or whoever they feel is uh, their people that they connect with. But I do think it's important to have another party that you can bounce things off of that has expertise that can help give you vision and um, even cheer you on. And I also am a big believer that, you know, don't do what you're not good at. Bring in people that they have the gifts that you don't so that they can do what they're good at. So you are freed up to do more of what you're good at, right? As, and it as, makes as you happier too, right? As an example, people say, I can't find people and I don't have the money. Well, the government has many programs that provide you ex expert people where the government will pay their salary for six months while you're working with them. And at the end of six months, the idea is that if you do really well, they'll bring them on your staff. If not, you're not required to business source centers all over the city that you can reach out to and see what the qualifications are. There's lots of programs that you can take advantage of. So it's not just the money, it's finding the right team to support you. 
I love that. And that there is a way, no matter what, if you're, you know, intent on creating that team, I love that you have these, you know, uh, creative ways of, of building that team. Cause you're right. That is the first thing people will say. I don't have the money to bring people on, or I don't know the right people, but yeah, they're there, they're in your circle. And if there's a will, there's a way, right? For example, there's a, a young woman that tried, started her business five or six years ago, the nasty gal. She went from zero to over a hundred million dollars for the business within five years. And it went out of business, had to sell her business because she couldn't manage the growth of her company and lost focus. But she was a very smart woman, very smart woman that knew what, exactly what she wanted to do. She understood her target market and she did a great, great job. So there's lots of companies out there that, that, that do really well. Uh, look at Tom Shoes. He started with an idea and he just built that idea from nothing. And look what he's done now. And karma comes back and, and has really been very well to him because he believed that giving a, a child a pair of shoes that didn't have one for every shoe he sold, now people are trying to, trying to knock him off and do what he's doing. Sketchers tried it, other companies are trying it because it's, it's, car, it's good karma, it's good business. Absolutely. Uh, a lot of people are doing socially conscious uh, pro uh, products now where you buy something and it goes toward a good cause. In fact, they just launched a site called Good Goods that I'm a big fan of, G-U-U-D, uh, G-U-U-D-S. And um, they're like all the products on there. It's like a socially conscious Amazon. So any product you buy, you're either helping save the elephants or helping the rainforest or, you know, it's just a genius idea that I'm really a big fan of. I tell my clients, until you're making money for at least two years, don't get involved with any of that. That could be something that you want to do later on as an aspiration to want to achieve something better. But until you're making money where you're coming self-sufficient and the investors or the bank is getting their money back in a proper way, and you're paying yourself a proper amount of money, then you're in good shape to do what you want to do. But it takes two or three years to be able to find the balance of what you want to do because it comes too quickly. You're so busy trying to put structure underneath you. Sometimes the foundation will just crumble. So what happens is you've got to take your understanding of what you want to do, be able to do in phases of development, phases of achieving certain goals and benchmarks, and making sure at the end of the day, you're making good money and you're making your profit margin. A lot of times, People don't read their financial reports because they don't really understand them and no one's taking the time to actually educate them to be able to do it. But once you do that, your decisions get better, your confidence gets better, you're able to, to fix problems that are happening right below you. I just had a client of mine that's doing a lot of business. I said, do you ever look at your social, your SEO reports? You have them, you ever read them? No, so how do you make decisions about going forward? Choosing another industry. With, with your business, if you don't know what's going, who's coming to you, what the frequency is coming to your website, how much business you're getting from where in the country, if you don't read them, well, no one's ever sat down with me, but you're paying all this money for them. So again, these are just things that as you grow, you find that you have to look at your business in the totality, both financially and from the social and sales and marketing, which is separate from each other, to make sure that sales is identifying the who, marketing gets the message to the who, and that the who is consistent. And the fun part is when it changes the demographic changes organically. I love that. You know, it's kind of like when you're trying to lose weight, if you don't get on the scale, you won't know where you're at. <laughs> exactly. And again, well, in, in every industry now, the traditional ways of doing business because of the pandemic are out the window. So everyone has to find a new way and be more of a visionary to be able to restructure and pivot to what's important and essential to the demographic you want to service. It doesn't matter whether it's air conditioning, or whether it's construction, 
you have a specific demographic with specific targets. And what the idea is that you have to be able to plan your business around what's relevant to the people today and it's going to be tomorrow. In 2022, when business will really open up, because it's not going to open up until the end of the year, it's going to really open up in 2022. So unless you have an action plan ready to go to be able to launch in the middle of chaos where a lot of people have left the playing field, which opens up opportunities for new people, then you're then you're, you're able to achieve what you want to achieve because you're ready. So it's not just jumping and moving, it's taking your time to be patient enough to say, I'm not ready today to do this, but I'm going to do that tomorrow. As an example, if you were servicing the cruise industry, you were dead for a year. Now it's going to open up like crazy. They can have needs, they can have wants and desires. So if you're if you're able to, to service that industry, you'll be in great position. If you're a woman-owned business, if you have a credential and you have a good plan and you're able to give them what they need, then you're there. Well, I love that. And I'm going to leave off with you on that note that should someone need to be rethinking and reinventing their business and thinking right. ahead for 2022, that now is a good time to sit down with you and map out a, a new plan with the vision. Because if you have that in place, you can follow the steps to get there. You're almost insured success if you have a game plan. And I that's promise you, if you walk in the bank tomorrow, if you walk into an investment company tomorrow and sit down with people with a plan saying, I'm going to repivot my company because I've been successful before, but it's not relevant today to, to the new identity where I'm going tomorrow, they're going to be in your corner because they say, okay, instead of chaos, you're, you're thinking out where you want to go. You already demonstrated you can make money and you have an efficient company, but now you're repositioning to go in another direction because your demographic is going that way. They'll be more wanting to be able to support you than to just say, hey, you're just one of the a group of people. But if you don't have that plan, if you don't have identity, if you don't have the, the, the vision and be able to be focused on where you want to go and be able to chart that out on a piece of paper, no one's going to be able to be, no one's able to take you seriously, no matter how good you think you are. Right. So uh, we've got to have everybody out there listening, get your new game plan together, show that you're pivoting and reinventing yourself. And that will definitely impact your ability to get more funding and get more people, um, you know, behind you uh, to grow your business. Uh, let me give out your uh, email one more time. R-S-T-E-R-N, the number four, J-E at AOL.com. So R-Stern. Four J-E. Four J-E. At AOL.com. Okay. And it's 818-402-0833. Perfect. Thank you so much, Richard, for joining us today. I know you're a wealth of information. I know you are uh, well sought after. Uh, all these kids coming out of UCLA, uh, they know about you, talk about you, and uh, really revere you. And I think that you've helped so many people to grow their business and will continue to do so. I appreciate you being such a great resource for us here at Invest in Her. Remember everybody to invest in her. Thank you for tuning in and thank you, Richard. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.